Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Check. Okay. And we're recording. Thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in for this week's episode. It means a lot, just the feedback that we've been getting um, from some of you on Instagram or through texts, whatever it may be. I really do appreciate uh, getting to hear what you guys think of the podcast and um, also to hear your guys' suggestions. I'm open to all of those. Um, I, I want this to be a show that you know, the listeners feel like they have a hand in. So if you have any suggestions, critiques, I'm open to them all. Um, I'm a pretty uh, quick learner. So feel free to reach out anytime. Um, And today I'm excited because I have a guest here who is not normally in town. So when I found out that she was going to be here, uh, I had to make sure that I stole an hour from her so that we could sit down and talk and um, I'm really excited for you all to hear her, and I just want to welcome you, my cousin, Caitlin Katina. Thank you for being here, Kate. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Kate is, well, I'll let you introduce yourself. Just share a little bit of, about yourself to our listeners and okay. yeah, quick introduction. Yeah, so um, I am Caitlin Katina. I am originally from Franklin, like the rest of the Katinas, mm-hmm. um, but I have been living in Atlanta on and off for about four years now, um, moved there right after college, and then moved to Chattanooga for a year, and then my fiance actually got a job there last year, so then we moved back to Atlanta and what else about me? I'm a project manager at a mastering house. Um, I've been doing that for about a year in December. Um, what else? That's great. <laughs> is that a good start? Yeah. So Kate is <laughs> Caitlin is my cousin. Obviously, yes. she's my older cousin, uh, which I don't have too many of those. So it's always good to be able to sit down with with one of them and and share some time with her. She's Sam's daughter yes Um, oh yeah i should have said that oh it's fine it'll come (laughs) up i'm sure but uh yeah we'll get to know you more as the episode goes on kate um and i know that you and jervon have listened to a few of the episodes so you kind of know how they go and it's that i have three questions for my guests okay um and i've prepared the first two just for you and Special. the third one is uh, kind of the same for everyone, but we'll get there when we get there. So I'm going to ask you your first question. Okay. Um, and I'm asking this one because uh, I don't get to interview a lot of girls. I just haven't gotten to yet so far. So I'm excited <laughs> to have a female perspective on this. Um, but I'm somebody who... I, I guess I, I'll say it like this. I did not win... Uh, best dressed in high school (laughs) and uh, I know that you're someone who you kind of understand like the fashion world at least 
I'm honored. You, you understand it more than I do. And okay. I've always been like, um, I'm just curious if you could try to explain to me one, what it is that, uh, like you like about fashion, Yeah. but to like someone who doesn't really, I'm not really in that world trying to explain like what about it is so appealing, um, to lots of people, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Okay. First of all, I love this question because in middle school, high school, like fashion was not my thing. Mm. Like in middle school, I was a jeans, t-shirt, hair pulled back, like was not very self-expressive at all. Um, I was in band um, nothing against band at all, but just to paint the picture. What did you play? Clarinet. Clarinet. Did you know this? I think I remember it briefly, but... I was just telling Javon, like, I was first chair in my, the clarinets. Like, wow. I... It was my thing. And this girl, her name was Giselda. I'm not going to say her actual yeah, name, just in case she ever <laughs> listens to this, but um, she would like challenge me every week. You were allowed to challenge as many times as you wanted to get first chair. And she would always challenge me, challenge me like every Friday. And I was like, okay, I, I have to like out, I'll do this girl again. What was, what does a challenge look like in middle school band? So it was really intense. So the, our band teacher would give us the same song uh-huh. and we had to play it for her back to back in the same room. So it was like traumatizing. And then like, she would tell us if Hannah beat me or not for uh. first year. So like, I was pretty, I was pretty like, I felt good for the first couple times. And I think by like the fourth or fifth time, I was like, dude, you can have it. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to keep challenging you every Friday. Um, but she, she was really good. Like she, she was good at all, but good it definitely, just perseverance right there. It is. And it instilled a lot of, um, confidence. And I think just perseverance mm-hmm. on my end, not, I probably didn't realize it at the time, but now looking back, like, that definitely instilled some like, okay, dude, you can do this. Like yeah. you have determination. So anyways, back to the question. Fashion was not my thing in middle school. Maybe towards the end of high school, um, I was slowly getting into it. And nothing against Franklin, Tennessee at all. But um, the fashion sense, I would say, is not as... Um, diverse maybe is the Mm -hmm. word versus other places in the world so i think when i actually um got out of chattanooga moved to atlanta was when i was like oh my gosh like everyone is so self-expressive there's streetwear there's couture there's um I mean, just kind of everything under the sun. And I think that's when I started to really get into it. And I, you know what I will say too, like, um, Jervon is a sneakerhead and he definitely introduced me to that world. Um, but with that is streetwear. And I think what, um, what differentiates fashion and what I think just amuses me is the, um, it's a craft. I think it's an art form. And if you, um, kind of take a dive into the history of all of these designers, um, 
Givenchy, Chanel, Balenciaga, um, Balmont. There's a lot more than you see on the runway yeah. or you see in magazines. Um, like like music, um, like painting. It's it's art. It's yeah. it's expressive. Yeah, um, I I think so. The Met Gala recently just happened. Yeah, and um, my wife was she was just scrolling through the pictures on Twitter and just seeing everyone. And she was showing me pictures of different celebrities and what they were wearing. And like, to me, it just made no sense. And, but I think that maybe when I started thinking of it more as art, that kind of, uh, that makes more sense to me because there's lots of art that I see that makes no sense. Right. Like, and so I guess it's, it's one of those things that, like beauties in the eye of the beholder and right also self-expression I, I think i don't know what it is but for me i've never seen like um i've never felt like my clothes or whatever are are a way of, for me to express myself yeah. but i can totally see how people do feel that way so right right um it's funny that you bring out the met gala too because i was like I, you would have thought like the inauguration or the Olympics were on. Yeah. I was definitely like scrolling on my phone and wanted to see like the pre-show of everyone. Um, and the theme, so for the Met Gala, there's a theme every year. Um, last year was a, a designer. His name is um, Mugler. And then this year was American Revolution. Yeah. So um, with that, like obviously a lot comes to mind especially like with the time we're in but um there was like one dress and there was a writing in red that was like tax the rich mm-hmm. and then um there was kim kardashian west who was in all black and like at first it was kind of like oh what the heck like why is she yeah. just in full can black? you explain that to me um so my take on it um uh, there's there's different stories apparently like i don't know if you follow like kanye west or sure but yeah. um so he obviously like new album um recent divorce i don't know but he on his following like he's following some people and all of them put their um profile pictures as all black and then um, but that's, I don't think, t- in my opinion, that has nothing to do with um, her choice of all black. My take on it and a lot of viewers take is the, um, what's the word? I think the just staple that Kim Kardashian's silhouette and body has made on the world. Mm. So her point of the all black was basically a statement of you don't even have to see her face Mm -hmm. or her outfit it's when you see the silhouette of kim Kardashian, that's that's the power that she's had Mm -hmm. on this generation is the curves and you know so just seeing that was her statement of like hey you don't even have to see my face or anything like i'm i'm kim Kardashian west what is it what is it about the kardashians that like draws people that's a great question. I think I think they definitely have, you know, made their mark. Um, maybe I think they they definitely have some haters, but I think for the most part, I think for me at least, growing up, like we had the hills, we had nine hundred two 
one oh um you know the tall blondes paris mm-hmm. hilton's but for me i guess just being someone um that's a mixed background and that doesn't have the blonde hair they were the first family and um someone of you know a different ethnic background that was so popular so yeah. to me watching that when i was younger it was just like oh my gosh like they have brown hair yeah. they have brown skin and so but to i to answer your question i think what started was um kim kardashian's tape mm-hmm. and then after that chris jenner built an empire yeah so i've, I've always found that interesting as well because if you grew up in, if you were born in the 90s, well, basically anyone who's been in America for like the last 20 years, yeah. you, at some point, you know who the, you knew who were the, who the Kardashians were. And they were one of those, uh, they're people that I, I never, when I was younger, like, I would say I was probably a Kardashian hater, honestly, yeah. because yeah. it's like, oh, they don't have any talent. Right. Or, they don't ha- they don't have any skill or whatever they're famous just because they're famous for being famous yeah and you know i still wouldn't say that i'm like a fan of the kardashians i don't i don't pay that much attention to like what's going on with the, their lives or whatever but i have changed my perspective a little bit in that i can see why um especially why women are drawn to them yeah. because they're very obviously very successful um and influential and they've kept it in their family as well right um so i mean i can appreciate that part of who the who the kardashians are um but yeah i know i always know you and like your sisters were fans of the kardashians so i've always wanted to ask like what is it that draws you to them but i wasn't planning on talking about the kardashians (laughs) but they find that they find a way to get find a way to make it in there yeah i just like you said like i respect them as um, businesswomen yeah. and I think they're just unapologetically them yeah um, which obviously the platform has been built for them f- to allow themselves to do that but I think that's where they've um, at least been role models to me is just successful and, and and building a brand and building an empire off the hate yeah so yeah interesting interesting all right let's move to question two so okay. thanks for answering that Kate um, your fiance, Jervon, he's here. Yes. He's like on the other side of the wall, probably listening right now. But um, I want you to kind of tell us like, well, how long have you and Jervon been together now? So in May of next year, it'll be eight years. So you were, what, 19 when you guys met? or? Yeah, I think we were 19. Okay, so you guys were young and you guys have been together for a long, a long time now. Yeah, seven years. I'm curious to ask you, in your seven years of being with Jervon, um, what would you say is something that you've learned from him? Something about him that's rubbed off, rubbed off on you, or that um, something from his perspective that you never considered before meeting him in yeah. seven years, like something you've learned from Jervon? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and there's like a lot coming to my mind right yeah. now, but... I think one thing that really has just changed the whole, my whole perspective is um, just remember Caitlin, remember to check on me, remember to um, have self-care. I think 
growing up as the oldest, not only of the girls, but of all of you guys was, I think I always felt like it wasn't, it wasn't that it was self-inflicted or anyone was pressuring me to be like the perfect example, but I, I put that on myself. So I think, um, I felt like I was always just, okay, I have to be strong. Okay. I can't cry here. Okay. I can't drink. Okay. I can't do this. And so I think growing up, even into my adult years, I really didn't like kind of stop and think, okay, like, what am I feeling? Um, what, you know, am I okay? Am I, have I like taken five minutes of the day? Cause I think I've been so busy just worrying about everything else and everyone else. So, um, just even through little things with him, um, I, I have really like realized how important it is to check in with yourself and make sure that you're good. Cause at the end of the day, like, I feel like if you're not good yourself and if you haven't taken those five minutes, um, to just, you know, take a second and breathe, like there's no way on earth you're going to be, um, you know, okay for everyone else. Yeah, definitely. Um, even with like having little things like, um, feeling like I have to, um, what was I just going to say? It just left my train of thought, but, um, I think just even little things for myself, like going to the gym, having to make sure like bills are in order or, um, making sure I like call my mom back, just little things like that. He'll just remind me like in the middle of the day, like, you'll get to it. It's okay. Like it's going to be okay. So I think like just taking, remembering you, um, Hmm. caring for your inner self and also remembering that you are human at the end of the day for sure. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Jervon is, I would say, um, Jervon and I have a decent amount in common. One of those is that I think we're definitely more laid back. And, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's another one. I don't. I. I don't have a, a problem like taking care of myself. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I can say I don't have a problem taking care of myself, but like, I don't always feel like I have to be go 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 right. go. Like I'm fine resting. Yeah. And yeah. I think Jervon, I see that in Jervon too. But, um, yeah, when you're with someone for as long as you have been, I'm sure they rub off on you a lot, and I just. A lot of times I think about, so you were 19 when you guys met. Yeah. And uh, seven years later, like, I'm a very different person than I was when I was 19. And you are too. I know you are. Um, But the fact that you and Jervon, and I'm sure Jervon's a lot different now than he was when you first met. Yeah. Um, But you guys have grown together. And, you know, even after all that change and growth you guys have still stayed together which I, I don't think it works out like that for everyone and um but you guys are definitely blessed to to have that kind of relationship where you knew each other young and you've seen each right. other grow and we've definitely grown together like you said um because i mean there's there's several um there's so many different relationships obviously people meet in college people meet after school people meet in middle school but um we really grew up together in a sense of our young adult years um so we i i really feel like we were still like kids Mm -hmm. um when we first started dating and then we really grew into young adults um and then now like 
we're in our adult stage. We're almost in our 30s. So I, I just, I'm so thankful and I feel super blessed that we um, have not only grown together, but like you said, we've like rubbed off on each other. And then we've also um, grown individually and learned, okay, this person needs this yeah. or, okay, this person communicates like this. So I need to make sure like when I'm approaching this kind of situation that, you know, I tell him, you know, not a million and eight details, but just kind of break down the main points. Yeah. Do you guys, um, are, do you know about, do you know the five love languages? Yeah. Do you know Jervon's love language? I would say Jervon's language, love language is definitely quality time. Okay. Like we can be doing nothing, um, not even like watching a movie, but just sitting there together. And that's, I think he's very content with that. Yeah. The reason I ask is because, you know, in my relationship with Alexis, that's one thing that has been really important for me to learn is that um, the way that I show love, it's yeah. the way that I show love to Alexis, like my love language is words of affirmation. And okay. so... I'm a very, when I love someone and people I care about, like I tell them and right. I'm very open about it. And that's the way that I show love. But for Alexis, that's not necessarily like she appreciates it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not really how she receives love. Right. And so there's, there have been times in our relationship where it's like, I'm, honey, I'm, I'm loving you really yeah, well right now yeah. and she but she doesn't feel that and it's because yeah. that's not the way that she receives love so I've had to kind of navigate that and right. learn that and I've also had to tell her like some words of affirmation would be really nice for me right <laughs> yeah now. yeah like that's yeah. what I that's yeah. what I need and so so you your love language is the same um showing and receiving yes. so what so what it was hers like what what does her, she like to receive she receives she receives through gifts okay and okay. then she gives i would say acts of service yeah um and quality time probably yeah. both yeah um but act, definitely acts of service is okay tell me what the five are really quick because i'm gonna be honest uh, i don't really I believe know. it's physical touch okay acts of service okay words of affirmation quality time and gifts okay um it's funny that you say or not it's not funny but um it's very interesting that the way that you give is not always the way that they need to yeah. receive because that's something that i've learned through mm -hmm. our relationship um an example of that would be like definitely got this from my mom but um she would like always decorate for holidays, yeah. make us gift baskets for Easter, like every holiday. And it would make me feel like so excited. Um, and I, you know, just, I guess, habitually like thought, oh, well, I have to do that for like the person that I'm with. I have to like decorate and do everything. Yeah. And so for like probably the first five, six years, I would do that for Jervon. And, um, like he, he's not a very, um, what's the word? Not expressive, but he's like, he's not the type of person to see 
like some blues on the table and be like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like yeah. he, He's that's more just, reserved. yeah, that's just not With him. He yeah. Show his emotions. As yeah. Much as- like he can be excited on the outside, but he's not going to be like freaking out yeah. on the outside. Um, but anyways, like he told he, I remember him telling me like, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not not getting excited because I'm not excited. It's just that I've never, like this hasn't happened to me mm-hmm. before. So like it's, it's new for me. Yeah. And then I later learned down the road that it was just, that was just not how he receives love. Yeah. It's like, he, he does like this. I will say that. But like, as far as like, I don't know what active service decorating or like putting balloons up would yeah. fall under. Yeah. Maybe That'd gifts. Be, I would say gifts are acts of service. Yeah. But. but that he, and I, I was kind of bummed out to hear that that yeah. wasn't his like way of, um, love but at the same time it's like it's important for you to like have these conversations and to understand and recognize like how someone needs to be loved or when they most feel loved because that's you know how that's that's important for a relationship um and for me i i think also another one that comes to mind is like personal touch was i don't think was his thing in the beginning yeah but now i think if you would ask him he would definitely say like personal touch yeah. is it personal touch physical, or physical touch, touch? Yeah. yeah 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 i uh i've always i've known about the five love love languages for a while but when alexis and i were going through premarital counseling we kind of touched on them a little bit and we were counseled by a couple um a husband and wife and um, the husband's love language was physical touch, mm-hmm. um, and the wife's was acts of service. And so they told us a story of early on in their marriage how, when the husband would would come home from work in the in the evenings, he would come home and you know hug and kiss his wife and cuddle her and try and that's how he was trying to express his love. And after a while, he just kind of felt like his wife was really cold towards him, like not giving it back. And, yeah, and. So they had a conversation and he he said that he asked his wife, like, what is it? What can I do for you? Like, I, I want you to know that I love you. And his wife told him, when you come home, can you just do the dishes? And, <laughs> and, and but that, oh my God, he learned to do that. And that's how she felt love was when her yeah. husband come home and do the dishes or sweep the floor or whatever. That's that she felt loved when he would do that. Yeah. And so. It's just a really interesting um, thing that I think is important for everyone to understand about themselves and right. understand about the right. people close to them. Absolutely. I think even beyond the like intimate relationship too, I think even for um, like family members, maybe not so much like the five love, love languages, but all, m- almost like... Um, like communication to yeah. just getting to know like, okay, how does this person need to be approached? I think that's what I've learned too with him is just the way that I communicate um, or communicated with my family members or growing up is not the same way yeah. you communicate with your significant Definitely. other. And that's something that... Just the way our, our family functions. Yeah. Is I've, I've had to learn with Alexis is that you know, it's not fair for me to have expectations that her family's going to be just like mine um, in everything that they do. And so, because she, Alexis has been awesome at like embracing my, the Katina family yeah. and, and, and loving them. And you guys love her well. Um, 
and I love Alexis's family and they love me well, but the way that they communicate is different than how I grew up. Like the way that Alexis communicates with her parents is completely different than the way that I communicate with mine. Right. And I just have had to adjust to that and learn that. Um, but yeah, thanks. I, it's an interesting thing to think about. And, um, yeah, so I guess we'll move on to, uh, your third question. And you've heard it before, so I'll just say it's really open-ended and you can answer it however you want to, Kate. Okay. What's going on at home? Okay, so what is going on at home? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is we are actually in our new home, which I am super excited about. Um, we bought our first home in September. Have we been in here almost a month? It's only been like a couple weeks, but it is currently yeah, September. Yeah, it was really ex- <laughs> wow. So congratulations um, to you guys. Thank you. Yeah. So that um, has definitely been like a new chapter for us, um, and I I just feel super blessed to um, have just a space that is ours and a place that um, we can call home. Yeah. Um, so what's been happening at home is I work remote. So even though I, um, am in the studio a couple days off and on, um, I work predominantly at home. So I just built my at home desk, got it from Ikea for $10. (laughs) Um, and uh, Javon goes into work, so I usually have like the day just doing stuff around the house, and um, we are also wedding planning, obviously. So I'll try to do like little things for the wedding, um, but we we've just been chilling. I mean, I say chilling, but we've been like doing a lot of stuff yeah. too. Like this last last couple of weeks have definitely been busy for us. Um, but it's it's definitely a new season. Um, we just went hiking last weekend. I think we were telling you guys yeah. about that. It was really hard, <laughs> really good workout. Um, but yeah, we just been getting things slowly for the house. Um, been going to sushi. Nice. Um, I think we're I think we're gonna start doing um, working with a personal trainer three times a week. So oh, nice! I'm excited and not excited. That's fun <laughs> for That's that. Fun. Is it just for just because you want to, or for the wedding, or I think a little bit of both. Yeah. Um. Uh, just it. We um had a gym. Well, he had a gym at his apartment that I would work out at, but now um we're we're not at a gym, so. I think we're going to try to do that and then just kind of fill the days with other yeah. workout. My dad and I before, cause my dad, uh, officiated my wedding, um, probably, probably like four months before the wedding. I want to say we, uh, started a training plan with a guy here in Franklin. And, yeah. Uh, it definitely was helpful for me to like have that kind of accountability. Right. He did both like, it, it was more um, the nutri- like a food plan, like a yeah. nutrition plan. Yeah. He also had us, um, he gave us workouts, but like his specialty was nutrition. Okay. And so um, I basically had like every meal planned out for like four months. 
And like the the first like two months, I was pretty good. And then the closer we got to the wedding, like I started falling off the wagon a little bit. Just yeah. Because it, it was a lot. It's and hard. Like, yeah, it is. It is hard. That's one thing getting older that um, my perspective has changed on is like, because when I was younger, well, I played sports in high school. So yeah. I was always w- just working out with the teams. I didn't have to like motivate myself to work out. I just worked out because I had to, to play. Right. Um, and then when I was in college, when I, if I would, when I was working out or trying to eat healthy, it was basically just because I wanted to look good. Yeah. And, and now like health and fitness for me today, at, I'm 25 years old. It's not as much about like, obviously I still want to look good, but it's more about like my actual health. It's like the first time in my life where I've like started thinking about okay i shouldn't eat this because it's not good for my heart or whatever or i need to go work out because i'll be better mentally if i work out and things like that yeah um yeah that's awesome for you and jervon what um uh being homeowners now like what is um i guess what's what's the most challenging part of like trying to buy your first home to you well we had like an amazing realtor so Mm -hmm. shout out to greg um (laughs) he made it super um relaxed and smooth i i really wasn't stressed but i think um just learning the seasons of the market it's definitely not a buyer's market right now yeah. so that was challenging um but um i think i think it was just kind of like listing out what you want and also running the numbers is obviously like an important thing yeah. so learning or not learning but you know getting your pre-approval and the credit checks and um, you know, down payment and down payment is different from your closing costs yeah. and just learning all of those numbers is it can sometimes be overwhelming. But um, I think having someone that knows their stuff yeah. and knows, um, you know, what that has your best interest in mind is important. So that that was definitely Greg for us. Yeah. Um, so, of course, like the the first offer um, and, you know, not getting that one was like a little pushback like oh dang yeah um but that's just the world of um i think buying a house is yeah. it's it's going to happen but just knowing like for whatever reason that house didn't work out is how we got this house mm-hmm. that's one of those things that it's like i ha- i don't understand how they never taught us that in school oh like, my gosh how to buy a house because like Alexis and I are renting right now, but yeah. we would like to be homeowners in the future. And yeah. when I hear people talk about it, it sounds so complicated. And right. it's like, that's, there's maybe, there's probably not another purchase you'll ever make in life yeah. more important than, yeah. or at least of greater magnitude than buying right. a house. Right. And like, no one ever teaches you like anything, no, at least not when I not. went to school. Absolutely not. And, and it's like, it they're so focused on not that school is like that and i'm not trying to badmouth school <laughs> but like 
even when I got out of college, there were still so many things. And I did move to Atlanta like two weeks after graduating. So maybe that was a little sudden. But I feel like there are things like um, buying a house, savings, yeah. um, street skills yeah. <laughs> that that like definitely should be implemented. But even with the house, I was going to say, even with the um buying process like aside from greg like even jervon like even though he was at work like he would call list for listings every day follow up with emails like he's definitely like a partner in that sense with that with wedding planning like it's always like hey what do you need um what can i do to help so going back to like what helps is a great realtor and a great partner for sure yeah yeah, that when you talk about money, like I'm I graduated with a business degree and like I still am learning about money. Like yeah. there's a lot of stuff about money that I was never taught and um I have like a a financial we we have a financial advisor and that we meet with maybe twice a year and every time I talk with him it's like I realize I there's a lot more that I have I'll to not, learn. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because it's it's Obviously, an important part of life is managing your money. And right. One of the things I feel like it doesn't get taught. Another one of those things that it it doesn't get taught. We don't prioritize teaching it, and maybe that's something that I think. Um, if whenever I have kids, I definitely hope that I have more knowledge. Yeah. About money, and so I can share it with them. Like, this is how you save, and this For is how sure. you spend, and or like this is why you need to get a credit card. Yeah. Because like I didn't that. have that either, and I I was like oh, I don't have any credit, which wasn't a bad thing like when I was younger or like in my early 20s. But, um, you know, that's something else that like, oh, you need to have good credit if you're going to buy a property. Yeah, we had that. So (laughs) I had that conversation. And let me start off by saying this. Neither Kate and I are not financial advisors, so don't take our advice on anything. But um, my financial advisor, he I talked to him about um, with Alexis about credit cards because I'm like you. I grew up being told don't get a credit don't card, get a credit don't card. get a credit card, right? Same. And um, I understand the principles behind that, but Alexis was different than me. And so, uh, leading up to our wedding, Alexis wanted to get a credit card for our honeymoon, and I was like, no, we don't need a credit card. We can we have money. We can just pay for it. And she explained to me, well, if you we use if we get a good credit card. We can get money back for our flights and for our room and for our food and everything. I was like, well, let's talk to our guy about this first. And so we, uh, I brought it up to him when we met with him. I was like, I was excited because I was like, Alexis is going to hear why credit cards are so bad. And I, t- I asked him, can you just talk to us about credit cards? And he said, well, I have seven credit cards personally. Stop. And I think they're great. And uh, just went on and on about... The benefits of using credit cards, right. again, not giving out financial advice. This was just my personal experience. Right. But um, yeah, that's just one of those things that I realized, like, man, I just have a lot to learn when it comes to money. But, Absolutely. Um, I did want to touch on, you talked about how you moved to Atlanta okay. two weeks after yeah, graduating. What was I thinking? What the heck? Well, I want to ask you, what were you thinking? Like, what was the process behind <laughs> that? I... I honestly like wish I had this um special <laughs> like reasoning for it, but 
honestly, I think it goes back to just at a young age, being the oldest, um, wanting to just be the best, do the best. I knew that graduation was coming up and I knew I was still, um, obviously Javon and I were still dating and I knew he had another semester. So I didn't want to be like super far from him, but there was just something in me, not even when I graduated, because when I graduated, I was like, what, 21, 22. But when I was uh, 18, leaving the house, like I just had something in my mind that was like, you're never going to move home. Mm. And not not for anything like proving to anybody or whatever, but I think just for me, like knowing that you're going to be okay and like you need to be pushed outside of your comfort zone. Um, I was just like thinking of Miami, thinking of, I don't think I thought of Kentucky, but like, I'm just <laughs> trying to think of cities. Yeah. I, I wanted to go somewhere that was going to push me and challenging, challenge me. You didn't want to go back home. I didn't want to yeah. go back home. I wanted, I wanted somewhere new. I wanted somewhere that, um, I could just immerse myself and learn about somewhere different. And I did not. Um, have any expectation or, um, you know, I, I had no knowledge of Atlanta. I mean, yeah. I had maybe gone there when I was like five to the aquarium. Did you have a job? I did have a job. Okay. Yeah. It was the worst job ever, <laughs> but it definitely like built my skin. Yeah. Um, did I tell you about this? Was this the doctor? No. No. This is the Costco one. Oh, uh, I... Oh, yes, yes, yes. That, yeah. I, tell our listeners about that job. Oh, gosh. So I was told that I was going to be hired as a social media marketer for a advertising agency. So I was like, oh, awesome. I graduated in PR. Like, this is right up my alley. Um, side note, I had not really known a lot about the pyramid scheme at 21 22 years of age so this was a total pyramid scheme but i was just oblivious um and they were like oh you know once you get to this level like you're gonna be a team leader and have people under you and i was like oh my gosh like this is so (laughs) awesome so i like moved to atlanta for this job thank goodness my rent was only like 500 a month Uh um but Little did I know. So we started the first week just in the office. So I was like, okay, like learning the ropes, learning about advertising. And then at the end of the week, not even in the beginning, but um, at the end of the week, they're like, okay, we'll hand you out your schedules. And um, for some reason, like the schedule was saying like Costco or Sam's. And I was like, what is this? Like, why are we going to Costco? And I show up literally, Josh, I, I had no idea. Like, show up at Costco and and if you go to Costco or you go to Sam's on the weekends or during the week, like that sometimes there'll be like those people that are trying to sell you something. It's not TVs. It's not something normal. Yeah. It's like a, a thing of like see essential oil lotion, try to put it on your hand and you're like, no, I just want to go grocery shopping. That's what I was doing pretty much for like eight hours every single day. Had to drive like hours away. So anyways, all that to say, it was the like worst but best first job to have in Atlanta because 
Um, it built my skin. It taught me communication. I was talking to people that were like cussing me out and just plain right ignoring me. And from there, like I was ready to do anything else, but, um, I think I was only there for like probably six months, but even though it was a short time, I still was like, okay, Caitlin, like you're not going to quit. I mean, you're going to do something else and figure it out. And, um, now it's almost been four or five, five years, Wow, maybe four years. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I do want to commend you for what you did just leaving home, knowing when you were young. 18 or whatever that you wanted to do that and following through with that because I know what it's like to make that decision and I chose to come back home yeah um but I admire you for taking that leap of faith and you know I'm sure it was not easy at some points and there was a lot of challenges with that but uh you've done really well and you're doing really well so I had a (laughs) I had a conversation with Alexis because she left home to move up here yeah and she was asking me like what's it like to live in the same place that you grew up because where alexis and i live it's like literally like five minutes away from where i graduated from high school yeah and uh i told her it is kind of weird and it's definitely not what i thought where i thought i was gonna be if you had asked me like when i was a senior in high school but also franklin has like changed a lot yeah. since yeah. when I was younger. Um, but I do. So in a sense, it doesn't feel like I'm exactly back at home. The, the thing I like most about Franklin is being close to my family. Right. Um, uh, and Franklin's a great place too, but what I do, do you think has changed? If you don't mind me asking, it's just grown a lot. Like, yeah. Uh, this is like a weird thing, but like the traffic in Franklin is like, it's nothing compared to Atlanta. I was about to say, but, <laughs> but please come to Atlanta. <laughs> it's, it's never like, it's never been as busy. It's yeah. just a much busier place. Yeah. Than, and a lot more people are moved, have moved here. Um, we, we, the other night, Alexis and I went to like this new restaurant in here in Franklin and like there's this whole new development of like it's all new restaurants and shops there's just a lot of growth right in Franklin it's not like a small town anymore yeah it's definitely um not. but which you know there's people here that are like uh I sense a lot of bitterness from them that are like yeah, Franklin's not what it used to be or whatever and um but i uh, I don't really share that, that sentiment. Like I yeah. appreciate, like I'm growth is a good thing in my opinion right. and like right. change is good. But anyways, I was going to say, I still think I do have in my heart, like one day, um, to live somewhere other than where I grew up. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just weird where life takes you and, uh, how we think we can plan stuff out. Right. And, uh, really we're not in control at all absolutely not and when i said when i made that promise to myself when i was 18 i didn't mean franklin i meant like in my house so i'm Uh like i'm so open to living here maybe one day or i don't know if we go to chat or california i don't know but like you said like i think just being open and you know letting god letting um just the season that you're in direct like where you are it's just the possibilities are endless yeah i will say i did get like 
my four years at Lee, I did get an experience of like living somewhere other than Franklin. Right. Cleveland is very different from Franklin, but. Oh gosh, um, really? (laughs) But like living in a, um, a completely foreign, like I was still, I was still with you and Jackson, obviously. So I had that part of home with me. Right. But living in a place where I don't know anybody and. I don't know the streets or where's a good place to go get coffee or whatever. Like, um, that's something I haven't really experienced. And so, uh, for people who have experienced that, I think that's a valuable thing that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even like you said, like going to Lee, even though it's a different place and, um, even though we had each other, I think that was definitely growth for all of us. Um, just being in a place where it's not, you know, everyone's five minutes apart from each other. Um, we don't know all the coffee shops. And I think people definitely um, knew more about us because more Katinas kept showing up. Yeah. Um, but like you said, like a piece of home was with you. And I think that's that's all you need. Like, even though um, we're in a different place, like, Jervon is home to me now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Last thing I want to talk about, uh, wedding, planning your wedding. Yeah. How much time, like what percentage of your day do you think you spend like at least thinking about the wedding uh, right now? Oh, thinking about the yeah. wedding? Probably like, oh gosh, maybe like a third of the day. Yeah. I think it's kind of growing more yeah. and more as we get closer, but I mean, I, I was just telling Javon this, like the house, you know, had its moments of stress and moments of like, okay, we need to like write everything everything down. But I wouldn't call it a stressful experience. Yeah. And same same with wedding planning. Like, first of all, we have a planner, so I'll just throw out yeah. throw that out there. But it's it's been um, fun and it's been like really smooth. So I I don't want to like set high expectations for like these next six months but i mean if there are any like the first six months i'm i'm so ready to do it well that's good yeah that's good i'm happy for you guys thank you the wedding wedding planning for me was stressful yeah um and i should say there should be like an asterisk asterisk next to wedding planning because alexis did most of it i didn't do a lot but um that's good to hear that you guys are having fun. That's what yeah. I would encourage you guys is I had that conversation with Alexis in this room. Actually, it was, there was a point it, we were maybe like a month away from the wedding mm-hmm. and I forget what it was, but there was something really stressful and we were just arguing about it. And I just told Alexis, I was like, this is not fun. Like, I just want to, I know stuff needs to get done, but right. if we're not having fun, why are we even planning right. this? So, right. um, and we got through it. We yeah. got through it well. Um, but yeah, have fun and enjoy it and make it all about you. Right. And it's definitely a bonding experience, I would say, too, just because you're you're basically planning like the next season, the next chapter for your relationship. And I think with us, too, like it's been seven years. So um, he was even telling me something the other day. Oh, it has nothing to do with being stressed, but he called me and I had just woken up from a nap, but like 
it was in the middle of the day. Like uh-huh. I, was, I was definitely supposed to be working, but he, he called me and I was like, hello, like, like literally hello like that. And he was like, were you just sleeping? And I was like, what the heck? How did he know I was sleeping? Like I literally like answered like a normal person, but all that to say, like, I think he, um, knows like when something is starting to get overwhelming and he knows like when to step in and, and t- like, tell me, just take, take a breath. Like yeah. it's going to be fine. And and like you said, just have fun with it. And also like in my mind, like this is just a big celebration for right. us to celebrate one another. And like, it's about us. Um, and it's, it's, uh, just special time uh, yeah. to celebrate our union and our you know forever so i'm excited well i'll pass on a little piece of advice that jackson actually gave me he called yeah. me a few days before my wedding and shared this with me and it's really more for the day of the wedding okay but i think it could be uh, it's definitely um relevant to wedding planning as well and it was it was this he said let the big things be big and let the small things be small and oh that's that, good um I, I, I that stuck with me and right. I think it helped me to enjoy my wedding day more. Yeah. And I wish he had told me that six months before the wedding. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah. Yeah. I definitely need to remember that because I don't really know how to do small things, yeah. I think. Um, but when you think about it, like it really is a day and all that matters is like you have your person there and you, um, are just enjoying it. And I think like not overthinking and reading into it has helped me like just make decisions. Like today I went dress shopping. I was like, I didn't go into it with like a million and 10 dresses in mind. I didn't go into it like thinking like, okay, I'm going to find the dress. Like my mom even was asking me on the way, like, okay, what, what's, you know, what's going to happen? Like, do you have your inspiration? Da da da. Um, and I, and I am a planner at heart. Like I do lists, I, you know, have weeks planned out. I have a planner and a calendar on my phone. Like I'm a planner, Yeah. but, um, I don't know if it's Javon rubbing off of me or just this season, but I just went into it like, okay, Caitlin, like just go in and literally like first dress I tried on. Wow. That was it. And my mom's like, oh my gosh, why, how are you so decisive? And I don't know. I think like. I'm also reading this book. It's called, um, (laughs) I don't want to say that. I don't want to cuss. Okay. You don't have um, to. (laughs) Well, I I won't say the actual word, but it's, um, and how do I not remember it? The title of it. Um, the art of not giving a, Oh yeah. I've seen that book. Yeah. And, um, I, it's actually like super helpful Mm. for day to day. Um, you know, aside from the title, it basically just talks about how, um, we do this thing called, um, circle back looping way of thinking. And basically we stress about stressing about something, Mm. or we are mad about getting mad about something Mm. and how that is just cluttering our minds. Um, So instead of just that circle back way of thinking, just thinking of like, okay, why is this stressing me out? Is it the, is it an actual like fear of something or is it, um, something that I don't want to do, but like kind of just like how we 
can process our thoughts um, has kind of helped me in not only like wedding planning, but just day to day with work. Um, and also, you know, just everyday life. Yeah. So it's good. I'm on chapter four. I'll let you know how awesome. it goes. <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to end, Kate. I'm really okay. proud of you. Um, maybe we'll get you on next March or, or April after you guys are settled in and we'll see like how. Like a part two. Yeah. yeah. But thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank um, you for having me. Of course. To all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. We'll be back with more soon. Have a great day.